0: Hi, friends. Thank you so much for joining us for the Jesus Plus Life podcast. Each week, guests will ask questions to author and pastor Sonny Hennessy about life, Jesus, and where they intersect. We're so happy to be able to come alongside you in your Jesus journey. If you want to watch instead of listen, follow Jesus Plus Life on IGTV. Otherwise, keep listening as we start up this week's conversation, as always, with a question.
1: Because I think every day when I, I, I always feel like I'm failing. And then I'm like, no, I got this. Mm -hmm. And I think it's everybody. I think all parents are like that. And I think parents are also at the point where you love your children so much. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I love him so much that I just, I need to protect him. I need to take Mm -hmm. care of him. But now I'm also at the point where I'm like, He needs to learn. He needs to grow. Mm -hmm. So he needs to make something more than a frozen pizza maybe in the (laughs) the oven, right? Yeah. Or he needs to make things to learn how to do things when he's gone to college. Mm -hmm. So how do you also balance that? So looking at... Leaving, you know, they're going to yeah. eventually leave, and we're going to cry like babies. Mm-hmm. But it's the right thing, and that's what they're supposed to do, I think.
2: Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, they but- should, they should leave. <laughs> <what I> <laughs> they to. should at least get out of your house and move down the street right. at the at the least. Yeah. yeah, I would like that.
1: So just doing those types of things. I
2: think that it is such a strain right now. Probably parents of teenagers. I know I'm in that season where. I'm not supposed to hold on to them and protect them in the same way I did when they were seven or eight. And they couldn't even be left alone to not cross the street, you know, to cross the street alone. I had to be there everything and I shouldn't be there everything still. And I think that that's been the hardest for me mm-hmm. is letting go a little. In fact, my son, who he, Isaiah is 16, he thinks that uh, he should be able to date. And I just thought we wouldn't even deal with this. I thought, you know, he'll just wait till he's 28 and then find the woman of his dreams. And I'm like, hold on. Like, <laughs> and, and his rebuttal is, I'm 16. And it's a pretty good rebuttal. Mm-hmm. He's not saying, well, I'm 13 and I want to date somebody. He's saying, I'm 16. I'm having a really hard time with that. We, we didn't allow him to go to a first couple dances of high school, but we allowed him to go to one of the last dances of his freshman year. Now we didn't allow him to do a big dance proposal. Now it looks like you're you're getting married, right. not just going to a dance right. with how they they ask girls to the dance. So we didn't. Mm-hmm. we had some stipulations. But I did that over my own dead body. Like I was mm-hmm. dying. Mm-hmm. And we still said, okay, we're going to let you. Mm-hmm. And, but we weren't the ones, we weren't the parents at that point to like take the pictures of them and then post them on our own Instagram and have him post. Cause honestly, we weren't really proud of that moment, mm-hmm. but for him and for the stage he's at, we had to go, we have to give him a little rope. Mm-hmm. Right. Because what I want to do is smother him, but I can't. Right. That balance is so
1: tricky. Right. Because if you smother him. Then when they do leave the house, or at least back in my day, Mm -hmm. you know, then you leave the house and you know things that could happen. So it's like you want to keep giving them a little bit. Oh, my gosh. Have you had this (laughs) conversation where you say, but I know what can happen? And they say, but it's not like when you were this. Oh, my goodness. All the time. And yes, so that goes back to your proverb study. So that was awesome because everybody says they, you know, you don't get a book on raising a child. Right. Well. In Proverbs, you do <laughs> every every chapter, every verse is something, and yeah. you can just take and you can look at that book and just start studying mm-hmm. it. And Brandon, yeah, he is the same way. He's he thinks he knows everything. Mm-hmm. He thinks that I'm not very smart. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could go on and on, but it's when it comes down to it, you're right. You, I'm the mother. You're the child. You have a lot of privileges that you have that a lot of children aren't able to have, and I try to bring it into that. But at this age, sometimes he just doesn't want to listen.
2: Yes. And you brought up the proverb study because it talks about oh. how wisdom is ageless. Mm-hmm. And the things that people struggled with 3,000 years ago, we're struggling with now. The same, mm-hmm. I mean, it talks about the temptations. It mm-hmm. talks about sexual purity. And you go, they were struggling with that. That sounds like today. Well, yeah. And it was like 20 years ago and 40 years ago And each generation. Right. That's not what teenagers want to hear. No. And man, if I pull out Proverbs, <laughs> it's <laughs> a wrap and they love Jesus. <laughs> but if I were to be like, and let's pull out Proverbs. Right. It is that fine line. I have told Aubrey, that when Isaiah is wanting to do something or has an opinion and she disagrees because they try to police each other. So Mm -hmm, siblings who are teenagers, (laughs) I don't think that's wise when it's about the other one, but then vice versa, (laughs) it switches. And I have told Aubrey, I said, Aubrey, with teenagers, even though she is one, she's 14, (laughs) I said, with teenagers, you do reverse psychology. Mm. And, And she's yet to call me out on that. Like, do you do that with me? But I've told her, I said, if you want your brother to... Not go here with these people. Don't act like you think it's a terrible thing. Right. Because that only pushes them further into it. And isn't that the balance that we have as parents Mm -hmm. of teenagers that we do know more than them. We do know ahead of them. Mm -hmm. And yet we have to play it cool like I'm not trying to be an expert child, you know. Because if we
1: try to be too much of an expert, we always put our children before us in our thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. So we're always making sure that they're taken care of and they're okay. But when we give them the the leash, yes. I think we talked about it just earlier in staff, you give your, the leash and as you're becoming more of a Jesus person, our leash gets shorter because we know better. Yes. Their leash right now is getting longer, <laughs> is longer which is scary. Yes, which is super scary. And our leash is short and it's just again, it all goes back back to balance and trying to teach them the balance and how to balance it Mm -hmm. at their age when they have so many things in social media. Oh my goodness. That's a whole other topic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you, like, what are your thoughts on, I mean, I go some of your thoughts on social media, but what do you think about or what would you suggest on well, social media? Well,
2: if in, in a perfect world for us, I would love if our kids didn't have Instagram mm-hmm. or Snapchat. There's been years they didn't have either. And then they had Instagram, but no Snapchat. Mm-hmm. And now we're like, okay, they both have Snapchat. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Just ask Sean about it. And he's like, you know what? I think we should shut that down. Mm -hmm. But it is this, Pastor Lori talks about it a lot, that our kids fail while they're in our home. So we can help them through the failure Mm -hmm. rather than we don't let them fail at all at home. So when they're 18 and they go out, they fail and they fail big. And the people who are giving them the advice on this failure, on how to get through life are giving bad advice, Mm -hmm. non-Jesus advice. Whereas if they can fail in our home, we can talk through it, and there's Jesus and parents to help pick them up. And so, you know, social media in a perfect world, in our world, we wouldn't want them to have any. It's not the reality. They're on social media and they're on YouTube more than they're ever watching TV. And in our day, I know the States, us, bh one and MTV. <laughs> those were some bad influences. Exactly. Those were the bit negative influences yeah. like social media of our day. And I was fully in. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to sit there and I'd watch the same, oh my goodness, Motley Crue video over and over oh, and warrant. So and some oh. of these and I go, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. just, you could see it six times in one day. Right. And, and I would say I turned out okay, (laughs) I don't think that's true. I I just think we have to go, okay, Jesus, I know you love them more than I do, and I'm sure gonna try to model this in front of them, but gosh, I gotta let them have a little bit of what they're asking for. Mm -hmm. At the same time, we take their phones still at night. Well, we tell them now. We used to take Mm -hmm. their phones, plug them in in our room. Mm -hmm. Now, they take their phones, they plug them in in the bathroom and it's a little bit of a leash to go we trust you enough that Mm -hmm. we're going to bed and we'll wake up in the morning and it'll be plugged in but there's there's times we'd wake up and they hadn't put it Mm -hmm. in the bathroom and plugged it in we had to have the conversation it was a lot more work but we want them to know that they're
1: trustworthy enough that they can go plug it in put it in the bathroom and not be on it all night it goes back to giving them the little bit of the leash boys girls teenagers can be really mean Mm -hmm. and our kids and i know like brandon and isaiah right they're the big tough guys and they can put on a big like Mm -hmm. they're okay and they get hurt i mean there's people that are cruel to them Mm -hmm. and i don't know it's like that's just dealing with that too brandon he doesn't come to me with all of that stuff about Mm -hmm. friends because you know he acts so macho it's like you have to dig it and pry it out of them so what do you experience with that
2: uh, I think the side-by-side, the in-the-car conversations, mm-hmm. we accomplish more than when he walks in the house and I want the scoop; He right. doesn't really want to give it. Mm-mm. But if he walks in the house and I stand on the other side of the island and I'm more nonchalant, it's so crazy. Reverse psychology is the greatest <laughs> thing in the world when it comes to teenagers. You go, oh, I'm, you know, doing my own thing over here. And then he, he spits out something. Aubrey's more of an open book to me mm-hmm. and she'll just tell me all of it, but the real deep or the things that she's not proud of that a friend said or a friend she has she's worried about, those tend to come out later and it's usually in those situations where we've just sat in silence or we've been driving in the car and then they test it. Right. And at first, I used to jump all over it. I'd be like, well, who is that? <laughs> what did their parents say? And and it closed them down. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And then what happened? And inside I'm dying inside. Mm-hmm. You know how it is. You want to bite. You're mm-hmm. like, I don't want to bite my tongue right now. No. They, well, there's a lesson in this. And the more yes. times I've tried to tell the lessons versus just uh, act out the lessons. So for me, And for Sean, we've learned that our kids have to see that we're consistent at home Mm -hmm. and out in public because Mm -hmm. if we're the same person in both, they respect us more. Mm -hmm. And then we have to act it out that we don't swear and gossip and do a bunch of junk in our house that is just like, who are these people? And then think they're going to, as teenagers, be really great people. Like Mm -hmm. they're gonna act out what they see we act out. So I want to tell them lessons. I've learned I've got to show them lessons. Right. And it's not in the same moment that they tell me a story about a crazy situation with
1: friends. Right. Because you just want to protect them again. Mm-hmm. And then they're at the age where they're just, they're, they're kind of over it in their brain. The the side by side. I always think of Pastor Lori too. I always am like, gosh, if she could just be like in the back of my ear saying, you need to say this to him right now. You need to mm-hmm. say this to him mm-hmm. right now. And then I'm like, oh, I don't have her there. So it's like you look at all of the questions that we have as parents. And I think it's just going back to the the principles of being kind and just being generous and, mm-hmm. and just living by example. Mm-hmm. And and when your child sometimes comes back and he'll say, It's the right thing to do, you're like, okay, maybe I did something right. Right. But it's hearing those few and far between little compliments that we get from them that, you know, that maybe you are doing the right thing.
2: Season and I talked about, I mean, Magnolias too. So it's that whole different side where there's still babies (laughs) and they're still, still doing lots of things. Right. But they're super cute. They're super cute. They're (laughs) wonderful. And we talked about how in discipline her and Brian are doing the strength-based approach because that's what they do with, uh, human trafficking survivors is they do a strength-based approach based approach which is look at the positives because there's so much negative mm-hmm. in these survivors life mm-hmm. and the positive uh characteristics they have they build on that. And so for a toddler, okay, you're throwing a fit way too often, but when you're not throwing a fit, this is what you do really well and you mm-hmm. focus on that. And so as a teenager, I think we have to look at when our teenagers do something right like when Brandon says and I told them this mm-hmm. and just compliment. Of course, mm-hmm. we got to be cool. We can't be too over right. the top. Oh my mom. gosh, honey. Because <laughs> then, Oh mom. But like, do we point out, and I need to do this more often, point out all the right decisions that mm-hmm. were made yep. because there's going to be wrong decisions. It's easy to point that out and teach them and talk to them about their problems. But remember you are such a trustworthy friend and you're a trustworthy Jesus person. Yeah. Like you love Jesus and you follow him. So in these situations when you mess up just remember that's not who you are and that strength-based approach i know i need to speak life over my teens more
1: and the other thing i do that's not cool at all and he told me it actually yesterday so that's how i'm totally reminded that it's not cool is every day i send him a snap because he's got snapchat and the only reason i have snapchat is because he has snapchat Mm -hmm. right so i'm like whatever he has i need to have just to see what it's all about and so I'll send him a snap and just say, I love you. Or I'll send him a picture and then just say, I love you. Mm. And that is just yesterday, his words were, This is weird, mom.
2: <laughs> and I'm like, I'm snapping you, I love you. Okay, I haven't done that. So <laughs> are you going to stop, or do you think he really means he likes it?
1: I think he thinks it's weird, mom. Okay. Because okay. he then told me that all of his friends, nobody does this. And I said, I just think it's important that if. You know, and he was he was at a camper. He wasn't with me. So it's not like he's with me and I'm, t- yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, not that weird. Yeah. <laughs> I'm weird, <It's> not weird. <laughs> but not that weird. But when he's gone or if he's not with me, I just want him to always know. It because I'm thinking again, I'm raising a young man. Mm-hmm. And eventually this young man is going to be a husband. Yeah. And I want him to know things that, you know, this is what you should do, you know, with people instead of just being cool. It's not cool to always be cool. To always be cool. Mm-mm. You,
0: you don't make a lot of friends
1: just by being the cool guy. No. No. And the friends, you know, maybe none of the friends do it, but maybe he can. He doesn't know probably because they probably think it's weird, too, but maybe they like it. So Mm -hmm. it's just those things to just keep reiterating that we love them and doing, you know, praying. You know, I think he'll see me praying. He sees me doing things and I'm just like, please. Planting seeds. Right. Yeah. Seeds. That's huge. Huge. With everything. We always talk about planting seeds Mm -hmm. and season's book. Talking about seeds and Becky talks about seeds, and it's so true. It starts out in the ground, it's nothing, it's the baby. You don't see it, and then it grows. Yeah. And just man, did I own. ever
2: think about planting seeds? We were just in Israel and we went there on purpose to take our kids, our two teenagers. And uh, I was wanting, I really wanted them to cry at every place. I wanted them at the garden tomb to sob over Jesus' death and <laughs> right? resurrection. I wanted them to, you know, be on the road that he walked with the cross. And I wanted them to. Just be overtaken with emotion. It didn't happen. Uh, you could tell. You know, they were quieter at the Garden Tomb. You could tell when we went to a, a prayer room in the American Colony in Jerusalem. You could tell that they were serious and like they were mm-hmm. feeling it. But like what I wanted was this sobbing and and I just I just every day at the end of the day would go, God, are they getting anything out of Israel and <laughs> Jerusalem? And you know, mm-hmm. and I just kept either telling myself or God was dropping into me. It's seeds that are planted that if they're 25 or 35 and they can remember back and they now hear sermons Mm -hmm. and they realize that connects better for Mm -hmm. me. That seeds I can't see, seeds will grow and they grow in the dark. I mean, Mm -hmm. they grow underground for a while and who knows what's going to come of it. And so there's a lot of trust when you're raising a teenager. (laughs) trust because you don't see the physical even when they're moved with emotion a lot of times they're too cool to show it Mm -hmm. and they really are under a microscope they feel Mm -hmm. that everybody's watching what they do and how they react so they tend to in teenage years, I noticed just not do anything overly emotional, good or bad. Mm -hmm. They're kind of just this, it's this protective thing, probably because they're more self-aware than ever before. And you know, as adults, we, we need to get more self-aware. We can kind of lose that and be like, I don't care what people think. Right. And then we lose some self-awareness. Whereas teenagers have the opposite extreme of so self-aware that they're frozen. Mm -hmm. And balance Mm -hmm. you keep asking about balance and talking about balance it's so
1: true (laughs) it's teenage years yeah right and it's just I think the idea just living our life the way that we know is right Right. and just living by example Mm -hmm. that's what I think sums it up Mm -hmm. and I think you well I don't know about you but I get way off sometimes and I'm like I just need to get back on that track Mm -hmm. and start going down the right track just to make sure that he's okay Mm -hmm. and it's just taking care of him and putting him like you know how we always say it we need to take care of ourselves first yeah. so that we're able to take care of our family and that's what I just try to do and I know that you know we talk about it all the time so yeah so another question i have is kind of about me okay yeah. and just i keep going back to balance and spending me time and it's really hard mm-hmm. to find time to spend with my friends because he is Brandon is such a priority for me and making sure that He's at the right place at the right time, and you know we have our schedules. And I only have one child, so mm-hmm. I can't imagine having two children mm-hmm. and trying to keep all the schedules straight and having me time and just going out to dinner with a girlfriend that I haven't seen in a while or doing lunch with a friend. So what would you say about that? I'd say you need to do it. <laughs>
2: okay. Because when, my <laughs> when he's gone, uh, you're going to look at yourself mm-hmm. and go, now what do I do with myself? Mm-hmm. Do I yeah. like myself? And there's people that they have put their children first, mm-hmm. not their marriage first, not themselves first. And then their kids leave and they go, I feel more alone than ever because I don't know this person I live with. I don't know myself. I don't even have hobbies. I don't know what to do with myself. And that can send you into a funk and, you know, hopefully not to a state where people are like depressed because they literally have no purpose in life. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that's good because I do. Put my self-voice kind of at the lower part of the, the
2: It doesn't <laughs> it feel it feels like, oh, that's such a good mom mm-hmm. thing to do. I'm such a good and and you feel like if you don't do that, you should feel guilty. And martyrdom is not is not the place we need to be right. when it comes to raising kids. Because right. some people, and I don't think you're this kind of person, <laughs> but some kind of some people may put their kids first and then they start to resent their kids. Even if it's not consciously, Mm -hmm. they subconsciously later or they put their kids first and then they resent their spouse or they resent someone in the family because they have had things so out of order Mm -hmm. and priorities are important. It's a deeply spiritual thing Mm -hmm. because if I go, well, I can't find me time, that probably means you can't find God time Mm -hmm. because me time is directly connected to God time. Mm -hmm. And so if it's, well, I have to get up and get him or her there Mm -hmm. and then back and then back. And then God goes, hi, like I'm going to be a mystery to you when your kids go away. So yeah, it is a
1: huge Huge thing to get in order for sure. Right. And, you know, friends are so important because I, I feel I have so many friends and I just want to spend so much time with them that it just sometimes gets out of order. Yeah. So.
2: Well, and Jesus friends. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of us that we, we do a lot of things out of guilt. We spend all our time on our kids because we feel guilty if we don't. I heard someone say their mother-in-law told them the day they had their baby, first baby in the hospital, their mother-in-law looked at them and said, well, welcome to a life of guilt. And I said, that's a terrible thing to hear it say. <laughs> oh my goodness. But what it was is that mother-in-law was literally saying, you as a mom will feel guilty for what you do, what you don't do, the time you spend, the time you didn't spend. You're always going to second guess yourself and feel guilt. Well, I don't want that prescription. I don't really love Mm -hmm. that. I would never tell anybody that like, welcome to a life of guilt. But her mother-in-law said a mouthful Mm -hmm. and, and the enemy would love for us to just live a life of guilt. Well, I didn't do enough for my kids or, you know, I told them no, because I have plans. Mm That's not okay. And then on the friend side, sometimes we have friends that we have them because we feel guilty that we kind of grew (laughs) apart, but we were friends in high school or we used to be friends. And I feel like, I mean, I'm exhausted when I go out to eat with them. When I come home, I need a nap because they're exhausting, but we feel guilty to like put up boundaries Mm -hmm. and, and I, it's not being selfish to go. It's God first Mm -hmm. and my time with him and my wholeness first beyond my
1: friends and even beyond my kids. Mm It's huge. Right. And I think it goes back to we get to do this. So it's not like we have to do this. We get to raise our children. We get to go out with our friends. We get to do a lot of fun stuff. And and it is. It's awesome to be able to have friends to do things with. So And I think to live just, a
2: full life, which does yeah. include hobbies, which does include Jesus friendships, mm-hmm. Jesus relationships, life groups, and yeah. a church body or a community of people. Like, I think... Some of the most fulfilled people are like in a I don't get it because they're in jogging clubs. And I'm like, oh you go jogging and that's, <laughs> that's fun. fun. But or a dog walking club, but they have this hobby and it's like mm-hmm. they put it on their calendar and it's just this some this other thing that creates rhythm in their week. Mm-hmm. And they probably can't take their kids with them. Right. But it's something for them. I think that's important too.
0: Thanks so much for listening to the Jesus Plus Life Podcast. If you want to keep getting these life-giving conversations, make sure you subscribe wherever you like to listen so you can keep getting these episodes every Tuesday morning. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or share us with someone who may be asking these same questions. It really does help spread awareness of the podcast and helps those searching for answers. Do you have any questions you want to ask Sunny yourself? Or maybe you want to share your own Jesus Plus Life story. We will do future episodes where Sonny will answer listener questions and stories, so we'd love to hear from you. To share, send us a message on Instagram at Life. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week.